Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott, and we are here to bring you kind of the cyber news headlines of the day. As always, with all of these articles I'm about to review, uh, refer to, you can find links to them in the show notes so you can go read more about them if you are so inclined. These are just kind of the, high, uh, the highlights of all of these news articles. And I got several for today, so I kind of want to get right into it. First off, though, I want to start off with a public service announcement. One of the things that we're going to see going forward, and I highly recommend that you advise this to anybody you know, I'm probably going to post something about it on LinkedIn today as well, is that with the ongoing conflict in Gaza and Israel, you are going to see, or we are going to see, a host of scam email attempts by bad guys looking to to, um, to utilize this situation for their own benefit by creating fictitious um, uh, relief organizations, donate to the Red Cross, things like that to help those people impacted by this conflict. We're going to... We, I haven't, I didn't see any news articles on these today, but I am sure it will happen by the time this week is over and I will report it when it comes, but just know that cyber bad guys are going to utilize this particular conflict to try to scam people out of money by exactly that, trying to believe the Red Cross and, and relief organizations. Like that. So be on the lookout for that. All right. Along those lines, this is from cybernews.com, Georgita. Lapiente, who is the chief editor of this particular site, hacktivists in Palestine and Israel go after SCADA and other industrial control systems. So both pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian hacktivists have joined the fight in the cyber realm. Industrial control systems seem to be the one of the most lucrative targets for them, and they are there are hundreds exposed. Um, so some, so after the events of the weekend, some people took to social media to, for example, show support for Israel by adding the country's flag to their profile pictures. Thousands marched on the streets to express support for the Palestinian side. Others turned to cyber weapons to voice their opinion and so chaos. Activists are already launching attacks on various systems amid a grave escalation of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Uh, and so some threat actors, such as ThreatSec, haven't claimed any allegiance and are boasting about attacking both sides alike. Well, hey, they're they're that's nice. They're 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 down the middle. Good for them. Um, so it says this is quoting from them. As you might know, we don't like Israel, but we also don't like war. So as we have attacked Israel in the past, we now attack the Gaza region where many of the Hamas fighters are located. The gang wrote on Telegram, claiming it had shut down nearly every server owned by Alphanet.ps, including Quintus Alpha General Trading, which is one of the largest ISPs in the Gaza Strip. ThreatSec is part of the five family. That's in quotations. Notorious, notorious and highly organized gangs. Uh, the others are GoatSec, GhostSec, rather, Stormus, Black Forum, and SeedSec. And they collaborate on large and big cyber attacks. So there's more to this. There's more information on this. You can certainly go look at it. But basically, this is going to be the way it's going to go, right? We're going to see non-combatant and individuals engage in this kind of activity based on their political belief at the time, in addition to state-sponsored actors doing the same. Um, so this is just going to be more of this. But obviously, SCADA devices, industrial control system devices are highly vulnerable because they are generally older, they are non-patched, and there's a lot of vulnerabilities that are unable to be fixed unless you 
you buy brand new equipment, which I certainly would guarantee that the entities in Gaza are probably not able to do, probably in Israel as well. So we're going to see more of this as we go forward. Darkreading.com, Jai Vijayan reporting. Operation behind Predator Mobile Spyware is industrial scale. So uh, the recent surge in Predator spyware is a result of, and I, let, me, let me step back a second before I read this. So I saw this in multiple sites, so I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on this particular um, news article because obviously it's, it's certainly an issue. But uh, the recent surge in Predator spyware is a result of a widespread and entrenched gray area commercial operations operation that trades surveillance operations at industrial scale. That's according to an analysis by Amnesty International Security Labs of data gathered by the European Investigative collaboration media network that's a mouthful which has unearthed new information on how the actors behind the shadowy predator mobile surveillance tool deliver it to target android and ios devices the analysis is contained in a recent report entitled the predator files and is focused largely on intellexa an alliance of intelligence system providers that the u.s commerce department and many others have identified as the mayor major purveyor of predator it describes how Intellexa has been using a wide range of supporting products from Alliance partners to intercept and subvert mobile networks and Wi-Fi technology, sometimes in collaboration with internet service providers. So what is Predator software? It is a surveillance tool that I believe was designed in Israel, but don't quote me on that. I may have that wrong, but um, it's, uh, it's certainly uh, something that is probably requires further watching as more information about this particular mobile spyware comes out there. And it's a gray area because there's some legitimate uses for it. And of course there is the misuse of it as with, with all particular um, uh, spyware kind of like this um, from this article, they're noting that Google's threat analysis group in September released a report describing how Intellexa had developed an exploit chain for three iOS zero vulnerability, zero day vulnerabilities that was later used in an attack on Egyptian organizations. This is kind of being used all over the place to do surveillance on government officials, um, uh, corporate officials, uh, things like that. And so I think we'll see more articles on this going forward. What does it mean for you? Not much really other than patch your systems because uh, if they're using vulnerable, the only way to deploy this stuff is by using vulnerabilities in Android and iOS devices. So update those devices if you can and you should. All right, got, I do use WordPress. Well, that's a bummer because according to Ars Technica, Dan Gooden reporting, thousands of WordPress sites have been hacked through a tag div plugin vulnerability. Thousands of sites running the WordPress content management system have been hacked by a prolific threat actor that exploited a recently patched vulnerability in a widely used plugin. The vulnerable plugin known as Tag Div Composer is a mandatory requirement for using two WordPress themes, Newspaper and Newsmag. The themes are available through the ThemeForest and Invanto marketplaces and have over or have more than 155,000 downloads. There's a CVE associated with this, as there always is. It's CVE 2023-3169. It's a cross-scripting uh, cross-site scripting flaw that allows hackers to inject malicious code into web pages. Uh, and so the vulnerability carries a severity score of 7.1 out of 10. It was partially fixed in version 4.1 and fully patched in 4.2. So if you're using either one of these particular plugins, check what version you have. If you have version 4.2, you should be okay. Chances are many of these 155,000 sites that are using it probably don't. So it's just allowing bad guys access in. So again, if you're patch your WordPress, if it's something that you use. Bleepingcomputer.com, Sergey Gatlin reporting. Blackbout agrees to $49.5 million settlement for ransomware data breach. 
As my friend, Dr. Chase Cunningham says on LinkedIn, that is a lot of cheddar. So cloud computing provider Blackbound reached a $49.5 million agreement with attorneys general from 49 U.S. states to settle a multi-state investigation of a May 2020 ransomware attack and the resulting data breach. Blackbound is a leading provider of software solutions catering to nonprofit organizations such as charities, schools, and healthcare agencies, and it specializes in donor engagement and management of constituency data. Uh, and so basically there was a breach in 2020, 13,000 customers with clients in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., the Netherlands were compromised, impacting millions of individuals. The attackers stole customers' unencrypted banking information, login credentials, social security numbers. So that's pretty bad. So this is interesting because it shows that if you do not take cybersecurity seriously and do the things you need to do to protect the data of your clients, you can be tagged pretty heftily with civil civil liability, as is the case here. As part, now this is interesting. As part of the settlement, Blackbaud has to a implement and maintain a breach response plan, meaning they didn't have one to start with. Provide appropriate assistance to its customers in the event of a breach. Report security and incidents to its CEO and the board, and provide enhanced employee training. Currently, they weren't doing either of those either. Implement personal information safeguards and controls requiring total database encryption and dark web monitoring. Weren't doing that, apparently. Improve defenses via network seg segmentation, patch management, intrusion detection, firewalls. So all things that they probably weren't doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't have to do it as part of a settlement because they've already been doing it. And allow third-party assessments of its compliance with the settlement for seven years. So if you're a bad guy in seven years, go back to Blackbell. Chances are they'll stop doing it and you can hack them again. Just kidding. You probably shouldn't do that, but you know, hey. Uh, also, Sergey Gatlin reporting Alpha V ransomware gang claims attack on a Florida circuit court. The Alpha V, also known as Black Cat ransomware gang, has claimed an attack that affected state courts across northwest Florida, part of the first judicial district last week. Allegedly, the threat actors have acquired personal data information like social security numbers and CVs of employees, including judges. Additionally, Alpha V claims to possess a comprehensive network map of the court systems, complete with local and remote service. So, uh, this goes back to my. This goes back to my. Um, op-ed a couple weeks ago. Lawyers, get your crap together. I mean, this is another judicial system, another state organization that has been breached. Big shocker. Um, and how much they're asking for, I don't really say here, but it does say that the same. this is the same group that hit MGM. So my guess is there was probably Move It being used on this system that was probably unpatched, which allowed the bad guys in. So well done, Northern Circuit Court of Florida. The Hacker News Peach Pit, a massive ad fraud botnet powered by millions of hacked Android and iOS devices. Uh, an ad fraud botnet dubbed Peach Pit leveraged an army of hundreds of thousands of Android and iOS devices to generate illicit profits for the threat actors behind the scheme. The botnet is part of a larger China-based operation codenamed Badbox, which also entails selling off-brand mobile and connected TV devices on popular online retailers and retail sites that are backdoored with the Android malware star strain called Triada. So when you buy that cheap TV that's got all the smart stuff, the smart TV stuff on it you like, it only costs you $200 and it's 4K and all that. Yeah, great. It's probably got, if it's Android powered, it's probably got a firmware backdoor, which can allow bad guys into your network ultimately and do all sorts of bad stuff. So again, how do you fix this? That's a good question. Um, ideally, um, Android has patches for what this is, but if it's in embedded in the firmware, mm, I don't know. So be careful what kind of TVs and other and other types of devices powered by the Android operating system. 
um, is out there. iOS devices are going to largely be patched through updates, which will probably resolve a lot of this stuff. But it does say that the pitch, Peach Pit Botnet's conglomerate of associated apps were found in 227 countries and territories with an estimated peak of 121,000 devices a day on Android and 159,000 devices a day on iOS, a little worse on the iOS thing. So the infections are said to have been realized through a collection of 39 apps that were installed more than 15 million times. Devices fitted with the malware allowed the operators to steal sensitive data, create residential proxy exit peers, and commit the ad fraud through bogus apps. So they would get into these devices and then they would do bad stuff through it. So be careful what you buy and what you pay for. Uh, last thing here, the hacker news. Sorry, I'm running low on time. I'll do this one quick. Cyber criminals using evil proxy phishing kit to target senior executives in the U.S. firms. You can go read this one if you want. It's linked. It's probably going to be the last link. But I'm just making this point to indicate that your executives in your company need to be aware of the threats targeting your organization because they are being targeted because they have access to the money. So a little bit from this article, senior executives working in U.S.-based organizations are being targeted by the new phishing campaign that leverages a popular adversary in the middle phishing toolkit called Evil Proxy can conduct credential harvesting and accounting. You know, obviously the same kind of stuff. And the one thing I say to this article about senior executives being targeted um, by hackers is this. Yeah, no kidding. I, this is not a surprise, but again, this just goes to remind you that your executives are being targeted. Make them aware, make them safe, make sure they've got multi-factor authentication, make sure they're not using the same password from 2016. All those kind of things you need to do so that if they get the credentials, they can't get in because you've already put things in place to protect them. So with that, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. You know, I would have I would have hoped that over overnight the cyber stuff would have stopped. Clearly it did not, because here we are today. Chances are we'll be here again tomorrow with all sorts of new stuff that probably has all sorts of issues that we need to make sure we're aware of because knowledge is protection. If you can understand threats targeting you, you can assess your risk, proceed wisely. As always, if you have thoughts, comments, suggestions on the podcast, email me, Darren at thecyberguy.com. Follow me on all my social media stuff. I say it all the time. LinkedIn's the best place. Other than that, have a great day. We will talk again tomorrow morning. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.